What up? It's me, your host, Tyler Fessler, and it is time to get the ball rolling. That's what I'm telling you. Listen here. Dropping it down right now. I honestly believe that they are number one. I love college football. I love NFL football. I love XFL football. Football is the best. Now, let's get this show on the road. And we are back again, ladies and gentlemen, with Get the Ball Rolling. Loving the new intro, trying to mix it up, getting some clicks, clips um, from uh, our past podcasts and stuff like that. But we're really excited to be uh, here today. And uh, today's going to be kind of a unique podcast. Uh, we are in that transition phase again. Um, we understand that coronavirus is out there. It's, you know, wrecking havoc and stuff like that. And uh, due to that, we're not able to have sports. But there's enough topics out there right now that we're able to at least enjoy a little bit of, of, of what sports and, uh, you know, what it is and, and, and some of the things that have happened. Obviously, we've got the last dance bumping around. Uh, we have the NFL draft this last weekend. Uh, we have kind of like the draft diamonds type uh, podcast that we're able to do. And now we're going to be working on getting some some coaches on uh, pretty soon. Excited, excited to uh, you know move forward with them. Talk a little bit more football with them. Of course, we love the coaches, and, and we thank you for always coming on. But there's a few things that, that I want to get to today, and um, I understand uh, that it really isn't my place. I want to start off with this, uh, and then we'll, I'll introduce this. Uh, we'll get to some of the topics that we want to talk to. I understand that it's not really my place. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't call myself an NFL expert. Uh, the NFL game has so many intricacies and nuances. And quite frankly, if you don't play the NFL game, I feel like it's really hard to understand. It's going to take years and years and years of people studying it and learning how offenses, how passing schemes, how blocking schemes work. I don't understand that. I feel like in college it's a little bit easier for me to understand. Uh, but NFL is, is on another level. So when I talk about the NFL draft, you got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a college football perspective. Uh, I'm going to talk about things that I believe are, are pertinent and, and, and are exciting to me. And uh, above all, I think that the NFL draft is one of the greatest things, one of the greatest, uh, I guess, giveaways or pass off. You know, you kind of have that torch, you're, you're passing it to the next person, uh, for the NFL to take over these guys. So I want to be watching it from a college football perspective and, uh, we'll kind of get into it, uh, there a few things. So we're going to start off with this. We're going to talk a little bit about Jordan Love. I want to touch on that. I want to touch on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I want to obviously give some shout outs to the boys that were drafted, uh, drafted or undrafted. They're going to be playing in, in, in the big leagues. Give them uh, a couple of shout outs. And then we're going to be moving, uh, moving on. Uh, obviously, a lot of exciting news and stuff. And then uh, at the end, I kind of want to answer a question. Somebody had uh, asked us through our uh, Twitter account at GetRolling19. Uh, somebody was able to ask this question. Uh, so we'll, we'll answer their question going on. So that's kind of what the podcast is going to be looking at. Number one, I want to touch on Jordan Love. Now, and I told you guys uh, in the draft diamonds, I think he's really good. We went through his stats and, uh, you know, he was selected uh, very recently by the Green Bay Packers, right? I kind of blanked for a second, but by the Green Bay Packers, he was selected. And I see over and over again, people, you know, bashing, uh, 
you know, the Packers organization, Matt LaFleur, you know, it was a power move, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to speculate there. Number one, I don't have insiders. And, and, and number two, I just don't really understand the specula- speculation around it. But here's where I see it. Being in Utah, coming from Utah, and obviously loving college football. Uh, Utah State has, the last few years have, I mean, when Gary Anderson kicked it off, you know, they were up and coming, switched their logo. I mean, we're talking about they had some really ugly logos, really ugly uniforms back in the day, but they switched it up. Uh, Chucky Keaton was a big reason why I think that Jordan Love is who he is. Uh, Kind of paved the way people were expecting it. Anyway, so Matt Wells recruits Jordan Love, and, and we know his story, right? And, you know, Matt Wells then gets a job at Texas Tech. He goes, Jordan Love stays, and his production goes down. Not only did Matt Wells leave, but a lot of the offensive weapons that Jordan Love was able to pass to left as well. And you're going to say, well, wait a second, Tyler. If you know if he's as good as what you say he is, I mean, you look at Dick, Derek Carr when he was playing at Fresno, look at his dominance. True, but look at Josh Allen's dominance at Wyoming. Oh, wait, there wasn't a dominance there. When he went 7-6, and six, he was able to go to a bowl game, which playing in Wyoming and in the Mountain West is saying something. Wyoming doesn't get there all the time. They're, they're not a, you know, we don't see them every single year of late. Craig Bull's done a great, great job, great job, but, but we don't see Wyoming there. And we're, and we just, we're talking about a guy who just led uh, the Bills to a playoff run, right? Now they lost to the Texans and it was, that was kind of a, a, a big debacle, but a lot of people have faith in Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. And I feel like that is Jordan Love's comp. He's coming from the Mountain West and yeah, you know, Jordan Love had a better season than Josh. I think Josh is a little bit uh, more of a fluid runner than he was. I mean, in college, he was able to move a little bit easier than I think Jordan. But Jordan has a cannon of an arm. A lot of people are saying that, you know, he he's a lot of raw talent. Why would you not, if you have a cannon of an arm, want to sit behind Aaron Rodgers? I don't think it was a power move. I understand you're going to be, well, Favre and Rodgers. Yeah, but, Ro- but Rodgers was supposed to go, you know, he was expecting top 10. Like, he was expecting to go to the Niners, and they passed on him. And he fell all the way down to Green Bay. Of course, why would you not take a quarterback? In my opinion, the NFL, every single year, you should draft a quarterback, whether it be the first round or whether it be the seventh round. I think you should pull a couple of quarterbacks because I, I truly believe this, this is the case. And even in college football, the most important uh, position on the field is quarterback, number one, and number two, backup quarterback. I mean, you look at it. You, you Let's go back to the, the 2017-2018 National Championship, Alabama-Georgia, right? Jalen Hurts not playing very good, and and Alabama and Nick Saban was able to go to Tua Tagovailoa, and he was able to 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 kind of pull him down. Say, hey, look, we're down, we're losing. Go try to win us the game, and he did. So, and that's kind of like the legend of Tua, right? I think he's good, but we're we're not going to get into that right now. But if you really think about it, you're like, wait, hold on a second. Are you serious? Yeah, of course. The backup's quarterback is just as important as the starting. So sit behind Rodgers. Learn from Rodgers. Come on, man. In a few years, he's going to, at the end of his contract, he's going to be 37. And very few 37-year-olds are playing in today's game more than, than, than recently. But I really think that the – how do I explain it? The – the game has changed in a way where the backup quarterback is important. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. I love the Jordan Love pick. Why would you not? Honestly, if I was Seattle, if I was you know, even the Redskins, um, maybe, maybe it would be thrown in a little bit earlier, but uh, any kind of team, pick them. 
because you need that insurance. All of us go out and we buy insurance, right? We we have insurance on our cars. We have insurance on our houses. Uh, we might have insurance on, on, on paintings or, or priceless things around that house. So why would you not? You know, I remember I had to ship something to my parents in Puerto Rico, and it was something uh, of value. And when I went under USPS, they said, well, do you want to add more insurance on this? A 50, you know, it's normally they'll pay up to $50 if it gets damaged. And uh, I said, yes, I would like another $50. So I paid a $50 more of insurance. So I knew that package would get there. Now, Aaron Rodgers, that's just, I honestly feel like they're looking at it in a very pessimistic way, where it's like, wait, they're just making sure that we're doing good. And football is a team sport. And if the team is going going to win, we should have a good backup. Ask Carson Wentz with Nick Foles. Love the move. Uh, I don't necessarily, uh, I mean, I, I love the move from a college football standpoint. I think his kid's good. I think he'll be able to develop. I think he's going to learn a lot of things. But with Brett Hundley, I think was the backup a couple years ago. I mean, you don't want him to go in and win games. He's not going to win games. Jordan Love can and will. And and I understand small college stuff, but come on. We have Jimmy G from EIU. We have, uh, you know, the bearded wonder down in Miami from Harvard. Uh, Fitzmagic, right? And we have some guys. Uh, Kurt Warner played at Northern Iowa that have played at small universities and small colleges and have gone on to do amazing things. Leave Utah State. Leave Jordan Love alone. Let's see what he's able to, to do over the next two or three years. Under Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, if we have preseason this year, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, his touches and stuff like that. But Matt LaFleur also, he's looking at Aaron and saying, dude, you've won, you've had, uh, you know, you've had opportunities to win championships. I'm not saying that every single team was as good as, you know, his Super Bowl winning team, but he's had it. You're kind of, you're just as good. You only can get us so far. You got spanked by the Niners this year. We did not score at all in the first half. That is my take on Jordan Love. All right, we're going to be taking a step aside. We're going to be talking about Jalen Hurts, uh, some undrafted free agents, some some of the people we've had on and talked about, seen play, and then we're going to pull, uh, answer our final questions. So stay tuned after the break. All right, we're bringing you back after the ad break. So I wanted to touch on Jalen Hurts, and then we'll go through some of the guys that we that we're cheering for, and and we talked about on our draft diamonds episode. Uh, number one, I I want to say that the same thing that goes with Jalen Hurts and and Jordan Love are going to be kind of uh, very similar. Uh, and I, I honestly believe that you get a quarterback that will, you know, where you don't have to completely reinvent the offense. It's just kind of a, a plug and go. You guys know that I like business analysis and you like, and I like uh, business, you know, uh, metaphors, similes, that kind of thing, stories. Here's one uh, there's a thing called Poga Yoke in, in business. And, and we've learned about it, you know, throughout my entire degree, you know, Poga Yoke, which is Japanese for, I, I don't know the direct translation, but it's basically basically like i don't know if it's unbreakable but it's it's something i'll explain it to you it's something that uh if you ha- you have like an image or you have a job that has a specific set of instructions uh and and you're not going to mess it up without fail i think is actually pokeyoki but i i might be wrong if i'm wrong just make make sure to message me and i'll and i'll clarify in the next in the next podcast but basically it's that you have uh, you have like you know a set a, a, a task right where you do this 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 and this so you could put 
any human being, no matter education, no matter experience in the industry, you're able to dumb it down so much where they're able to follow step by step by step, and they're going to be able to have the same accomplishment as somebody that's been in the in the industry for 25 years. Um, a lot of things, I mean, it's a lot like, okay, like cleaning. Okay, this is how I want you to clean a bathroom. Step one, you know, grab uh grab window cleaner. Step two, spray four squirts of window cleaner on a uh, bathroom mirror or around smudges. Step, I mean, like it can get really, really tedious, but it's, it's so anybody can do it. So if that person leaves, you're able to plug and go without really missing a beat and having to train very much. I mean, a lot of the Pokeyokis are these training programs, but basically it's anyone from off the street can go in and do it. So this is what we're going to go to. And I really think that Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts are those guys. I think that if Aaron Rodgers goes down and, you know, given his age, uh, the way he plays, he's there's a good chance that he gets hurt. I mean, come on. One of those D linemen was running like a 4-9. Are you kidding me? A D lineman running 4-9 at 380 pounds coming after you? And you're running like maybe a four or five. You've got maybe, you know, three tenths of space between them. That's what makes the NFL amazing, but good heavens. So basically, is there going to, if Carson Wentz or, or Aaron Rodgers goes down, they're able to step in and do the exact same thing. And I think that is a very, very valuable thing. Not only is it insurance, like we kind of talked about with Jordan Love, but, but you're able to play the exact same way uh, and that you're not going to have to switch up, you know, Passing schemes, running schemes, you're just able to do it. Why do you think that, you know, Lamar Jackson's backup is RG3 and his backup is Tyler Huntley, undrafted free agent from Utah? Well, because all of them are runners and you could, and all of them are very good runners. Now, RG3, you know, he is what he is now, a little bit older, but seriously, all of them are good runners. And if you want to do into this read option and, and their running schemes that they're doing and blocking options, if Lamar goes down, it's not going to be the same level of production. But if you can get an 80%, if RG3 or Tyler Huntley can be 80% of Lamar Jackson, you're going to do pretty good. Here's a perfect example of Pokayoki. Uh, back in, uh, I believe it was September, October, Drew Brees goes down. And you're like, oh, man, we, we just lost Drew. But you're able to plug in Teddy Bridgewater. with Relatively, neither of them have cannons of an arm. They're very accurate guys. And uh, they weren't able to, they didn't switch up the offense very much. And he went 5-0, and Teddy Bridgewater. Was able to step in for Drew Brees. How they not go 5-0 and in that stretch? We're talking about them being a bubble team into the wild card. So, so there, so those are kind of, I mean, use this as, as we're analyzing the, these players and stuff. So anyway, uh, that's why I think that Jalen Hurts and, and, and Jordan Love, there's a perfect, perfect backups. Yeah, I know what it'd be great to have Cam Newton, but Cam is a very unique guy. And when he went down, did Kyle Allen do anything? No, they had to totally reinvent the offense because strengths and weaknesses were completely different. And that's just going to lead to turmoil in team. And I really think that that's part of recruiting, uh, you know, in the college game. When we get into it more of our college, uh, you know, in a couple months, we're really talking to these coaches and stuff. They're able to plug and go. Uh, anyway, I'm excited to 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 kind of share that with you guys and, and my thoughts on those guys. Don't bash on them. Quarterbacks, we are, are the most important, uh, you know, position. And I, and 10 times out of 10, I will defend, uh, an organization drafting a, a quarterback, um, you know, skill receivers, you look at it, they're like, oh, there was a, a graphic out there. Well, Aaron Rodgers has thrown one touchdown to a first-round receiver. Not a lot of them hit. Receivers are hit and go. And 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 that kind of segues into our next little, little segment. And uh, we actually were able – 
I pulled up the stats from this last year. We had talked about Aaron Parker uh, from Rhode Island last year. Now he was able to get drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Which you know, big shout out to him. I mean, that's life changing. Uh, you know, congratulations, Aaron Parker. But you know, he was the sixth leading receiver uh, in the FCS last year. He was at twelve. Uh, you know, twelve twenty four, one thousand two hundred twenty four yards. Now, if he was able, if he played in the FBS, he would have been sitting right at number fourteen. And uh, everyone's raving over Brandon. Ayuk, uh, well, I, I hate to, to do this to you guys, but Brandon Ayuk had less receiving yards than uh, than my guy Aaron Parker. So that was a major steal for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you're really getting into it, you're like, okay, well, uh, T. Higgins and Jerry Judy, all of them had had lesser uh, less receiving yards than some of these guys in the FCS. So I'm glad to see, uh, you know, a guy like Chris Rowland, uh, you know, he's going to be able to go and play. A guy like Aaron Parker. Um, even, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about Ernest Edwards on the same show. We were excited for him. Uh, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, still waiting to see a few of them. Uh, obviously, uh, we have Jordan Love. We talked about. Uh, we talked about Ernest Edwards. You know, he's going to be uh, undrafted free agent with the LA Rams. Big shout out to him and congratulations to him. Uh, Zach Larson out of SUU still does not have a team, but uh, I'm almost guaranteed that this guy is going to find a spot. Centers, uh, a center of his quality, uh, seriously will get it, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, and then we had obviously Aaron Parker, the Dallas Cowboys. Noah Wayne, Zach out of North Dakota, still waiting to find out where he goes. Uh, Riley Stapleton. I haven't been able to find anything on him. I know that his brother, I believe his brother was technically a tight end, uh, the big Jay Madison, the Stapleton brothers. Uh, so we'll see, you know, where, where they end up kind of going and stuff like that. Uh, Bronson Steiner out of Kenesha state was able to, you know, score a big one. We had uh Khalil Dorsey. Now I want to tell you a really funny thing about Khalil Dorsey out of NAU. I was actually able to go to, uh, I was able to go to uh, the SUU-NAU game, and I believe it's like the battle for Arizona or or whatever. I'm I'm pretty sure that's you know what it is, and SUU and NAU kind of have this rivalry, right? Uh, NAU from Cedar City. I mean, we're talking maybe five or six hours. They're they're they're, fa- they're fairly close. Anyway, so uh, he's been like this lockdown uh, corner and. Yeah, he was able to. So I just wanted to pull this up. He was the all big sky first team in 2018. And man, I'm telling you, SU was just running right at him. And like anytime it was a run play, they were just drilling this guy and like grabbing him and stuff like that. I mean, they, they, I don't think they ever got flagged, but he was getting all kinds of mad. It was crazy, but this guy really was super good. He was able to land a job with, uh, well, undrafted free agent out of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then I'm trying to look over a few more of them. Oh, Jalen Moore out of UTM, a wide receiver. He was a big part of the Skyhawks and, and their turnaround this last year. So big shout out to him. Uh, Adam Rodriguez of Weaver State. Uh, also, we were able to see him play uh, the end. He was able to go to the LA Rams. Uh, Dante Olsen, uh, he, you know, he led the FBS and FCS in tackling. I mean, the kid's an absolute monster. I cannot get, I mean, like, seriously, please please just go pull up some of the stuff on him. He is extremely good and uh, he's actually going to be playing for Philly. And I'm telling you, uh, I know that he's undrafted and you're going to be like, what? Well, I don't even know Dante Olson as an, as a normal NFL fan. 
30% of the league in the NFL is, uh, is undrafted. Um, and so this, this kid's super good. They're going to be calling his name in Philly. Uh, he reminds me a lot. I think he has a lot of traits like Erlacher, uh, but this kid really is super good. I was really impressed. Again, Eric Tabor, we talked to him. He talked a little bit about him. And then uh, we were able to speak a little bit. Well, we, I was able to watch him throughout the season and launch him play live. I mean, this kid was an absolute, you know, monster. Really uh, big shout out to him. James Robinson out of Illinois State. Uh, really excited to watch him play. Uh, you know, he's able to lead. I believe he led. Uh, I'm going to pull up the 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 rushing yards. But I mean, this kid, he he super good out of Illinois State. They basically had him. Uh, I mean, they made him carry the entire team. Uh, yes, he was second. Pete Guerrero, we talked a little bit about it. Petey the Jet is what they call him. He was actually undrafted, and he hasn't. Uh, some of the teams haven't reached out to him. He's going to keep grinding. He's out of Monmouth. Be sure to watch him, and when he gets a job, we'll definitely be able to talk to him. I mean, he almost had 2,000 yards rushing. I mean, and with not as much mileage, I mean, I look at at, at guys like, you know, J.K. Dobbins, uh, uh, like Zach Moss, and, and like some of these guys in, in the big leagues i mean in, in the fbs uh you know yeah jk dobbins malcolm perry uh, he was a quarterback for navy um jonathan taylor aj Dillon, travis Etienne, and like you're like wait how are these guys not getting how are these guys not going when you have pd the jet yeah i mean he he played at monmouth he had 18 touchdowns and he rushed for 1995 1995 would put him fifth uh, right behind Jonathan Taylor. I mean, if you really think about it, these, there's a lot of good kids out there. Also, uh, we had Brandon Polk out of JMU is playing for the Rams. Uh, JJ Koski out of Cal Poly going to the Rams. Uh, Ernest Edwards, like we said, at the Rams. Bur Bill Murray uh, out of William & Mary is going to the Patriots. NAU Chase Caucus or Cookus, Caucus, Cookus is going to the Giants. Really going to be interesting to see uh, where he ends up, you know, behind... Uh, uh, what's his name for the Giants? Oh, played for Duke. Oh, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> that guy. I don't know the NFL is good. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but no, seriously, and then Dante Olsen again out in Philly. So a lot of a lot of good undrafted free agents. We were able to go through some of them. They're still getting uh, – we're still having a lot of people get signed. Uh, you know, uh, we have, you know, uh, Zamiri Manning out of Tarleton State. We even have some D, uh, D2 guys getting some big some big time sh uh, shout outs and stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, a lot of University of Utah guys were able to get drafted and, and stuff like that. So obviously I'm excited. Uh, Noah Togoi, uh, that's a hard last name, out of Oregon State, went to Philly. Uh, his family, I believe, is from Utah. Uh, was actually, I think he was recruited by Utah by utah but anyway it doesn't matter but we have a lot of awesome undrafted free agents so we'll keep you guys updated uh wanting to see where these fcs guys i mean if you're thinking about it 30 percent of the league is is undrafted well there's a reason for that and i'm serious it's because life isn't fair to these small college kids they and and even more so with uh even more so when we're talking about uh, uh, when we have a virus, a pandemic, these guys weren't able to go to pro day. They didn't have the pro days. And so uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just excited to see where it goes, uh, you know, upcoming and stuff like that uh, with some of these guys. But again, James Robinson got a nod. I'm pretty sure, you know, P Guerrero out of Monmouth will get one. And, you know, when we, you know, two years, three years from now when he gets in and he makes a big play, 
we'll be like, all right, let's go back to, uh, you know, around the coronavirus time, April 30th, May 1st, around there. Oh, yeah, I remember Tyler saying that this kid was, was a legit baller. All right, so make sure to listen. Okay, then the final thing, I got a, I got a tweet uh, from one of the people. They Well, I guess they, they DM'd me uh, on Twitter, and they asked, they said, you know, you look at the 2020 draft by school, uh, LSU got 14 uh, in – were drafted. Ohio State and Michigan had 10. Alabama had nine. Clemson, Utah, Florida, and Georgia had seven. And then somebody asked me, they said, why did Utah have so many and they didn't, and they didn't, you know, they weren't able to win. They weren't able to, you know, beat an Oregon or beat a, uh, you know, Texas in the Alamo Bowl. And here, here's kind of what I've been able to mull over. I think I mean, a lot of those guys, I think, I mean, outside of Zach Moss in the draft, I think that all of them were on the defensive side, which is great. You're, you need defense. And Utah is all about building a very, very strong defense. Kyle Whittingham builds defenses every single year. There's one thing that's guaranteed is that Kyle Whittingham is going to have a monster defense. So number one, defense, yes, you're well, but defense can stop their offense. True. But a safety, if you're going to throw the ball away from him or a guy like Jalen Johnson, you're not going to throw the ball to him. It became somewhat marginalized. Utah did have a little bit. I mean, they weren't 100% healthy going into the Oregon game. And honestly, I'm going to go back to the hit that Breeze laid out on Huntley. You know, Utah had gotten a couple first downs, had kind of a little bit of momentum. He had a helmet-to-helmet. I, I, I hate targeting and stuff like that, but he should have been ejected. Honestly, they they... they Threw the flag, they overruled it, which was crazy. The kid ended up having a pick. I mean, he's an all-American. Uh, Breeze, number 25 out of Oregon. He's all-American. If he goes out and Utah's able to march down the field, they might end up winning. They might get a little bit of that momentum and end up beating Oregon. Uh, you know, as for the bowl game, they had higher hopes, and you know, a few of them didn't play. They they had bigger aspirations than the Alamo Bowl. They wanted to play in the college football playoff, especially coming from you know the Mountain West and, and Whittingham and buying into the system. He's a great coach and stuff. So, uh, and then the other question was, well, you know, we see Michigan. Uh, they have ten people. They were tied with Ohio State as the most drafted, and I I want to tell you this: Michigan is on the right path. Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. I like him. I don't think you fire him. You let him continue to build his program. And he'll figure it out. He'll beat Ohio State eventually. But Ohio State has dominated for a reason. Now they have the same amount of talent. Talent might not, you know, obviously not a deficit of talent. Obviously not a deficit of coaching. Because Jim Harbaugh, everywhere he's been, he's won. Where is it? It's in the it's in the brain with Michigan. It is a mental game against Ohio. You know, if one bad call goes their way, they become marginalized. And Ohio knows that. Ohio State knows that. And I think that Ohio walks around with a little bit more of a confidence, a little bit swagger, knowing that they can beat Michigan. That no one on that Michigan team has ever beat an Ohio State Buckeye. Now, you're going to say, well, it's been like six years. You know, what's year seven? What's year eight? What's year nine of Jim Harbaugh if he continues to lose? Give him time. This guy went to the Super Bowl. Give him time. Michigan, as an all time, uh, you know, School, I think their average is like 9.2 or 9.3 wins every single year. And if you can get nine wins, that's as good as what you once were. Sure, you're not winning natties, but really, outside of, of Alabama and Clemson, uh, LSU this year, but not a lot of other people are winning natties too. Ohio did, but that was, I mean, that was before Jim got there. 
So give it time. Michigan went through a really rough patch with Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. Neither one of them, I think, should have been the coach. Really bad hires. It was what it was. But there you go. That just shows Michigan is not at a talent loss. They're not at a coaching loss. So what else could it be? Mental. Because physically, they should be the same, same regimen, stuff like that. So there it is. All right. I know this has been kind of a different episode than what you guys are used to. Uh, We're really excited to bring this to you guys for, you know, all things get the ball rolling. We love your guys' support. We love everything uh, that you continue to do. I mean, we're getting some crazy. I've been looking at some of our our download numbers and stuff like that. Thank you for supporting us. Continue to support us. Don't be afraid to reach out to us on Twitter at GetRolling19. and, you know, we're going to keep on doing this. We have some big, big announcements coming soon. Excited uh, about uh, the direction of the 2020 season. It's kind of, I know I don't want to make any predictions, but it's kind of looking like we might get a football season after all. Uh, hopefully they can speed that vaccine up and we get it in July or June or, you know, heck, even May. That would be better. But hopefully we can do that and uh, we can start, you know, we can get put this coronavirus in the rearview mirror and we're able to, uh, you know, move forward with with college football because, Man, I love college football. Also, you know, big big news. We're going to be trying to get Tarleton State and Dixie State. I'll straight out and and say that we're going to try to get them on the on the podcast. We want to talk to them. Uh, you know, everything about them and their move to D one uh, amid the coronavirus. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to uh, subscribe uh, on Apple uh, and Google you know, podcasts and stuff like that. Be sure to follow us at get rolling 19 on Twitter. And, uh, we love you guys. Stay, you know, stay safe out there. Uh, we, you know, all of you are in our prayers that you guys are going to be able to, to be safe. Thanks for all the support until next week. Let's keep this ball rolling.